Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for these kids, and thank you for these families, and thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight celebrating uh, Christmas, and and just on the eve of, of a day when our culture celebrates with gifts and and parties and, and lots of fun, we want to remember the reason we celebrate. So I ask even now that you would speak to us and that you would encourage our hearts with this time. And I pray that, Father, we would leave this place excited and reminded uh, of the things that you have done for us, especially the way you've loved us. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, over the last few weeks, we've been talking, as Christoph mentioned, about how God has provided some things for us in the person of Jesus. And what I mean by that is that we, at Christmas, we, of course, we celebrate the birth of Christ, right? The birth of Jesus. But we celebrate more than just the birth of Jesus. We celebrate the arrival of something, the arrival of the Son of God, God made flesh, who we call Jesus. And we we celebrate the arrival, the coming of this Christ child who brought the the ability for us to experience joy, peace, hope, and love. Isn't that awesome news? That Jesus brought those things. He provided a way for us to experience those things. Now, just because he provided it doesn't mean that everyone's experiencing it. And that we're actually experiencing that in full measure. But it does mean that because Christ came, we can experience joy, peace, hope, And tonight, we want to talk about love for just a few minutes. You know, the reality is, is that Christmas is a great opportunity for us to celebrate the love of Christ. And this is really significant because my guess, in fact, it's not just a guess, it's it's really a a known reality when I observe the, the people that I'm around and even knowing my own heart, is that every one of us are asking a question at our core. Every one of us in this room are asking a question. It's a very profound question. It's a, it's a question that we've been really asking from the time we could think about it. And it's this question. Maybe we don't say it out loud, but it's this question. Am I loved? Am I loved? Does anybody actually care about me? Does anybody even know me? Does anybody value me? Does anybody think that I'm worth anything? That's a question that's in the human heart. We want to know that, right? All of us in this room. And, I, and the reason I know that is because I watch how we as people wander around this life. And some of us are a lot like, you guys may or may not know this. Maybe this is a tradition in your family. Maybe it's not. But we like to watch a little movie called Elf. You guys seen the movie Elf? Why don't you guys watch this little clip with me real fast? Yeah. Mr. Hobbs, it's me on the intercom. Go ahead. Yeah, I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad! <laughs> all right, uh, let's get it over with. I-, I walked all day and night to find you. Uh, you look like you came from the North Pole. <laughs> exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. You did? So, go on. Go on with what? Well, I, are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Um, I, I'm, I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song. 
And um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow, that was weird. <laughs> Usually, you guys just uh, you know put my name in the jingle bells or something. It's me, your son. Susan Wells had me, and and she didn't tell you, and 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 and. But now I'm here. It's me, buddy. Susan Wells. You said Susan Wells. Yes. Who sent this Christmas gram? What's a Christmas gram? I want one. I think we should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper too. It's okay, Walter's my father. Well, your dad's busy right now. Okay, I'll come back later. Yeah, no, you're not gonna come back for a while, okay? You're gonna go back to Santa Land. Okay. Yeah, why don't you go back to Gimbals? So, anybody identify with that? No. You're like, we got a couple of people here who are being honest, right? Now, when we watch Buddy the Elf, as humorous as that is, singing for his dad. And and why is he singing for his dad? Because he wants his dad to love him, right? He wants his dad to love him. And as I was watching that with my kids for the 437th time, I was reminded that all of us as human beings have a desire for love. And that even though it may be really silly to watch somebody like Will Ferrell, who's playing Buddy the Elf, sing this song to his dad, The truth is we do some silly, crazy things to try to get love. In fact, we do a lot of things in terms of trying to earn the approval of others. We try to earn the approval of God. And and, and for some of us, we don't even love ourselves. We try to earn the approval of ourselves, get our own approval, right? Well, I want to read a passage from from Romans chapter 5 tonight. And so if you look at Romans chapter 5, if you guys have your Bibles, I encourage you to pull them out. If you don't, the words are on the screen, and some of these verses are actually in the handout you received when you came in tonight. But Romans chapter 5, I want to begin in verse 3 to give us a little bit of lead-in to the verses we're going to focus on. And just for a few minutes here, we're going to talk about this love that we all crave, that we all long for, that we all need. Here's what it says in verse 3, chapter 5 of Romans. Kids, I need you to listen too, all right? And not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. And if you've come to point, last Sunday, Alex spoke on hope and how that we can have hope in this world in the promises that God has given us. And he goes on to say this. He says, this hope will not disappoint because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still helpless, at the pointed moment, Christ died for the ungodly. For rarely will someone die for a person, though for a good person, perhaps someone might even dare to die. But catch this verse. But God proves his own love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, we all want love. We all long for love. And we're trying to get it in different ways. And we also give it in different ways, right? I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about Christmas. It's one of the beautiful things about us celebrating Christmas because probably already some of you have experienced this over the last few days or week uh, of getting gifts or, or giving gifts. Anybody done that yet? And when you give a gift, it's not just because you have to, hopefully. 
It's because you want to. You want to express love to those people. In fact, in my household, uh, we had a gift we gave to our kids this morning. Here's a little picture of this. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, uh, we're crazy. Um, we have six kids. We already have a dog. And now we just added some more crazy chaos to our world uh, because we, we stopped having uh, biological babies. So we need, you know, animals now. And so, um, so but we, we love giving gifts. And the reason we agreed to this is because we, we love our kids and they are elated. They are having a blast all day long, all right? Now, the dog might not survive, but they, they, they are having a blast, okay? And we love them, and we want it. They've, been, they've been wanting this. And so we, we've been praying about it. We're thinking about it and kind of saving for it. And so we were able to, to do this dog for them. But the thing is, is that all of you in this room, hopefully, the people that you love, you want to, to bless them. And maybe you can't bless them with a big gift, but you want to bless them because you love them, right? You have a love for them. And the truth is, is that God wants to bless us because he loves us. Did you know that? God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you because he created you. He created you and he cares about you deeply. God wants to bless you. And he, in fact, as the scripture shows us, he gives us a gift to tell us about that love. And it's better than a puppy, by the way. It's way, way, way better than a puppy. It's way better than whatever it is that you think that you could want on your Christmas list, kids. God gives us the greatest gift. In fact, every gift that we give is a foreshadow. It's just a simple a symbol to remind us of the greatest gift, right? It's the reminder that we've been given this incredible gift in Christ because God loves us. So the question you maybe you are asking, because if you're like me and you're a human being running around this world where there's pain and there's hardship and there's difficulty— is sometimes you flat out question God's love. Like you hear this thing about God loves me, God loves you, and you're thinking, I don't really feel that way. In fact, I feel like this year's been such a hard year, or this has been so difficult, like I don't think there's any way that a good God exists even, or that God could actually love me if, he, if he's allowing these kind of things in my life. Well, I want to remind you tonight and encourage you with just two simple ways that we know that God loves us. The first one is right here in the text in verse 5. It says, the hope will not disappoint us because God's what? Love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. The first way that you and I can know that God loves us tonight is God's love has been poured out by his Spirit. God pours out his love by his Holy Spirit. Now, this is really, really important. It's going to sound really simple, but I want you to understand this is really, 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 really important, okay? Because God's love is an experience, not just an idea. God's love is not just a theory. It's an activity where God made flesh, this baby that came in a manger, made it clear for all time that we as human beings are loved. In fact, we can go to God and we can say, God, I don't feel loved. And God, I don't, I don't understand you and I'm confused by you and, and I don't get this crazy world and I don't understand why my job hasn't gone well and I don't understand why my marriage is falling apart and I don't understand why I don't have enough money in my bank account and I don't understand why I'm so stressed and why my health is failing me. I don't understand all that, God. But you know, here's one question you can't, or one thing you cannot say about God. You cannot say to God, you don't care about me or you don't love me. You know why? Because that was settled once and for all when this little baby didn't just stay a baby, but he grew up. He lived a sinless, perfect life. He went to the cross and died and suffered for us to pay the price for our sin so that we could have eternal life, so that we could be forgiven of our sin. Once and for all, we know, the scripture says, that we are experienced 
we have, we have been loved by God. Now, here's the thing. The reason why that's so important, why it's so significant, is because I can tell you that till I'm blue in the face. I can tell you all day long you're loved by God. But here's what I believe the Bible teaches us, that you need the Holy Spirit. This is gonna, maybe, maybe you haven't been to church in a while. Maybe this is a, you may sound spooky cookie, but you need God to supernaturally reveal his love to you. It's the only way you'll actually believe it. In fact, it's the only way it will become something more than just simply an idea, more than just a bullet point. If it's going to become true for you that you understand God's love, it's going to require God to reveal himself. And he says this, by, by the way, in the, in the text, that God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So that's my prayer for you tonight, is that God would reveal himself to you. And some of you are like, yeah, right. That's okay. But my prayer is that you would supernaturally know and experience his love. But here's the second reason why we know God loves us tonight. It's not so much just a, an issue of God's Holy Spirit revealing. Because some of you are like, I just don't feel that. It's the second thing is this. God proves his love. Notice what verse 8 says. But God proves his own love for us while, that while, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us us. In another text in the Bible, it says that we were God's enemies, and yet he still chose to die for us. Now, anybody in here willing to die for your enemy? And yet that's exactly what Jesus did when he came. You see, when he came 2,000 years ago in the form of this little innocent baby in a manger, completely dependent on his mom, helpless, right, in a sense, putting himself and putting on that, that flesh that we all wear and dealing with the, the junk that we all deal with. When he came, he was demonstrating his willingness to pursue us even when we were his enemy. His willingness to come after us and to chase after us even when we were running away from him. And the ch- chances are in this room tonight, some of you are running away from God. Some of you are trying to get as far away from God as possible. Some of you are trying to ignore him, to... to uh, to keep your, to yourself from having to deal with him. And I want you to know God loves you. He is pursuing you. He cares deeply about you, more than you can even begin to imagine. And how do I know that? Because he proved it on the cross. So the answer to the question is, God, does God love me? Am I loved? Is an undeniable what? Yes, it is. It's a yes in Jesus. It's a yes in the fact that this Jesus came to earth. In fact, Philippians 2 tells us that he took on the form of a servant and he came in and, 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 and ultimately he gave up his life for us because of his great love. He humbly, humbled himself in order to die for us because of his love. Now, here's my question tonight. Have you received God's love? Do you believe that God loves you? If you're a Christian in this room, if you're a Christ follower, if you would say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. Uh, if you're, that, that would be me. That's where I am. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sin. He, he saved me from my sin, and I will spend eternity with him. I believe that with 100% confidence tonight, okay? But there are still some days where I struggle to believe he loves me. And I was recently telling our elders, some of our leaders, that when I get quiet and I get still before God, and I say, God, I'm, I'm just available. I want you to speak to me. Just whatever you want to say, I'm available, I'm going to get quiet. And that's very hard with six kids, right? Very hard in my house, very hard in my life. Sometimes I get still and quiet. And the truth is there's so many distractions around me. When I get still, when I get quiet, 
You know what I hear God say? And maybe it's just, you know, it's not like God speaking out of heaven. It's not like this, this big audible booming voice. It's just simply in the still and the quiet, I hear God say, I love you. And you, what, you know what? There's nothing more powerful and more life transforming for me than to hear my father say, I love you. And some of you need to hear that tonight. Some of you need to hear that in a fresh, in a real way, that God loves you. In fact, he loves you so much that he died for you. While you're an enemy, while you were running, while you're rejecting him, while I was running from him and rejecting him, God died for us. He loves us. Charles Spurgeon, a great preacher, he once said this, words on the screen, if you reject him, he answers you with tears. If you wound him, he bleeds out cleansing. If you kill him, he dies to redeem. If you bury him, he rises again, bringing resurrection. Jesus is love made manifest. That's the Jesus that we worship. He didn't stay that little baby in the manger. He grew up and he died. He is love made manifest for us. And no matter how we feel about him, no matter what we do to him, as long as we have a heart that is beating and lungs that are filling with air, we have an opportunity to receive his love. But I also want you to, to hear me tonight. Maybe this doesn't sound like a Christmas gift, but hear, hear what I'm saying. That tonight, if you choose to reject his love, if you choose over the course of your life to reject his love time and time again, there is a day when Christ will return and he won't come back as a loving baby in a manger to sacrifice himself on the cross for our sins. He's gonna come back as a righteous judge. Are you hearing me? I say this out of love for you, that I want you to know that that Jesus who was in the manger is one, one day gonna come back on a white horse. And when he comes back, he's not gonna come back as this humble little baby that was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He's gonna come back to judge. And for those who have received the gift of salvation, who've received the gift, the greatest gift we could ever receive, he's gonna say, welcome, come with me into paradise, into eternal life. And for those who've rejected, he's gonna say, depart from me. And that might not be very Christmas-like to say that. But the reason I say it tonight is because I want every person in this room to be with me one day when we worship at Jesus's feet. When we celebrate this King of kings and Lord of lords who made himself nothing and a servant to come and live and die for us. I want you to be there on that day. So here's what I wanna do. I wanna just stop and pray for us and then these guys are gonna sing a song. I wanna pray for us. I wanna ask God's Holy Spirit to remind us, to reveal that his love for us is real. Believer, pray, would you? That God would just remind you of his real love for you tonight. An unbeliever, person who maybe hasn't put your faith in Christ, you're still questioning, doubting, not real sure. I dare you to say, God, would you show me if you're real? Would you just show me, would you, would you just show me that you love me and that you care about me? Father, I just thank you so much for every person in this room. I thank you so much that you are gracious and kind and loving. I thank you that when you came, you didn't just come to be a good example for us. You didn't come to just give some good teaching, some good tips and tricks on how to be a better husband or a better dad or how to just be a good person. You didn't, you didn't come for that. Jesus, you came to sacrifice yourself for our sin. You came with a purpose much, much bigger than just starting a religion. You came to bring a relationship between us and the Father. 
to reconcile what was broken. And I thank you so much that you did that, Jesus. And I thank you so much that tonight we celebrate what you've done for us. I thank you for the children in this room. I thank you for the adults in this room. And my prayer tonight is that you would reveal your love in a fresh way to each and every one of us. That we would know that we are loved. That we wouldn't keep doing our little buddy the elf impression, roaming around the world, looking for someone to love us. But we would be secure in knowing you care deeply about us. And that if we call on your name, Jesus, the word says, we will be saved. We will be rescued. We will become your children, Father. And so we just pray that tonight in your strong and powerful name. Amen.